Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Going Greyhounds here on Sky Sports Radio. It is Tuesday, August 8 and joining me to talk all things Greyhound Racing is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. A big week coming up in Greyhound Racing with plenty of action from the Nationals this Thursday. Good morning, Kat. You're right about that. Thursday night it all happens, although unfortunately we don't have WA on Thursday night, but that coverage on Sky, I see the first race we'll look at uh, will be at 8.07, that's Launceston, and then they're all wrapped up by... 9.25, so pretty frantic couple of hours on Thursday night. Absolutely, and a few frantic minutes here on Sky Sports Radio too. We're going to jump straight into things and have a chat to Minnie Finn because she's running a tight ship this morning and uh, have a chat about her dogs going around in the sprint final there at Wentworth Park on Thursday. Good morning to you, Min. Yeah, good morning, Kat. Jared. Let's, uh, let's get straight into things. Obviously, Zipping Orlando was a brilliant heat winner there on Saturday night. Set the time standard 29.50-odd. Uh, what did you make of the performance running down Screaming Jet? Yeah, no, he went super. Um, Posied up early, and that's all he has to do, and we knew he was going to run home strong. I mean, I think we, we sort of all think, well, we don't, uh, you don't, but we do forget how young he is. He's only a, a Gen 21 whelping, and he's done so much so far. He's won nearly 800000 in prize money. Obviously, we'll get through um, this sprint championship coming up, but the, going get, getting to the future, do you think he's got a future as a stayer? Yeah, later on down the track, the problem is you um, you can't get many 700 metres races mm. in Sydney, and um, hard to keep them up, so um, uh, he's Split a webinar at last start at Albion Park, so he was off for a few weeks and we freshened him up. That's when we took him to Goulburn. And so after, probably after the sprint, we'll give him a couple of 600 metres and probably work him back up then when I'll do a bit of travelling with him. He performed so well during that uh, that series down at Goulburn and obviously just showed and reminded everyone, even though we probably have come to know him more as a middle distance and staying greyhound in recent months, that he is still capable of sprinting with the best of them, isn't he? Oh, yeah, no, he... Um, he can he can well off some fast sections when he comes out of the boxes, all right. But yeah, he can sprint and stay, so he's pretty versatile. It was an enormous performance to win his seat the other night, and zipping Remus uh, to the four again. It's got a terrific record as well, ten from fifteen now, twenty nine seventy six. But the box draw hasn't been kind here with both of these uh, on Thursday night. Many zipping Remus box five, zipping Orlando box eight. Yeah, no, um, horror draw for Orlando out in the eight. But Remus, I thought he had a good chance from the five, but now the first reserve got a run. Well, that sort of dampens that a bit, but um, he'd still be a chance if he can come out. Let's just touch on zipping Remus. As Duffy just mentioned, it was a big run there the other night. Had to do plenty of work in the run and really showed a new dimension, you know, having to work hard to get past some really nice dogs out in front of him. Yeah, I thought the other night I said to Marty was one of his good wins because that dog, he likes to get off the track a couple of, couple of dogs off the track and that dog just kept pushing him in, pushing him in and then um, when he got clear, he, yeah, he went to the line well. We know what he can run. Uh, we've, we've seen him at Wentworth Park and also that quick win at Goulburn recently. Uh, will the plan be with, with zipping Orlando and zipping rumours to head south for some of those big money races? Yeah, no, after um, after this week, yeah, we'll take him down and give him a couple of trials and Give them a few starts down there, see how they go. And you've also got Zipping Vanessa going around on Thursday night in the distance qualifier there at Wentworth Park. And uh, on her night, she's capable of matching it with the best of them on times. Yeah, no, um, her problem is, is her box box manners. Um, if she could just come out of the boxes, um, yeah, no, she can she can run the time that they can run, but it's just 
sorting her out of the boxes. And many, you've had a lot of success, and I think Zipping Orlando started his career at Goulburn this time last year with uh, with those maiden heats and finals down there, and you produced one to win that final there on last Friday, Zipping Caleb. He's by flying Ricardo. What sort of a future do you think he's got? Yeah, no, he's got a big future. Um, $13, we couldn't believe the price because the run the week before was enormous. He um, just kept getting held up all the way into the first turn, and he went down half a length to Raymond Fitch, and then... Um, yeah, no, he's, before that, we held him up a month before that race. He's, he'd been trialling really fast and was ready to go, but we've seen that maiden, so we thought we'd wait for that and um, it'd come off. And he's a litter mate. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a good litter. You've obviously uh, got that other... Yeah, Strop. I was going to say it's. I was going to say Smudge, but that's Magri's dog. But yeah, no, it, it's an absolute cracking little litter that he, he comes from. Um, what's the what's going on with Strop at the moment? When can we expect to see him in again? Yeah, Strop uh, pulled up an eagling injury. He should be back probably in another couple of weeks. I'll probably set him for the Phil Davis at Richmond. I mean, I know you're on a very, very tight uh, time frame this morning and we really appreciate your time coming on to discuss the chances this week. I know you're very busy. Good luck there on Thursday night with Zipping Rumors Box 5, Zipping Orlando Box 8, but I'm quite sure uh, if you don't have success there, there's a lot coming ahead for both of those greyhounds in the coming months. There's a lot of riches on down south and as you mentioned, you'll be heading down that way. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. After this week, we'll go head down there. All right, Minnie, thanks for your time. Uh, We'll chat again soon. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Yeah, unfortunately, Minnie didn't have a terrible lot of time this morning, uh, Kat, but, uh, well, she gets it. She made time available for us to discuss the chances of those two dogs. How do you think they'll go on Thursday night? Yeah, they're both obviously the class, well, I shouldn't say they're the class dogs in the race because there's eight really nice dogs in there, but... uh, yeah, on times they're um they're probably two of the fastest dogs in the state. Um, Zipping Remus, the world's just his oyster at the moment, isn't it? He, mm. Who knows what that dog's going to be capable of? But as Minnie just said, the draws are draws are going to be very tricky. So um yeah, it'll be a very interesting series on Thursday. It's going to be hard to see Zipping Orlando win because you'd think the leaders are going to be running around about that twenty nine sixty twenty nine seventy mark, and from box eight, I, I think he. He's had a handful of starts from them pink and yet to win a race. He's just probably going to give them too much start. Yeah, you say that, but Orlando does Orlando things. And, you know, he run down another dog the other night in 29.50. So he's uh, if he can land anywhere near enough to them, he's going to be powering home at the line. And, uh, yeah, no, he's a very exciting dog. Yeah, that's right. And do we have a replay of his win last Saturday night? We sure do. We might uh, go to a break and listen to Zipping Orlando winning that national sprint heat. Zipping Orlando off the inside, got a safe start, showing speed, Embracen burrowing up with Screaming Jet, they're tight into the first turn, behind them Ibrox Wildfire, Simply Limelight's five off the lead, he's railing through, and out the back was Fatboy's Charm, Screaming Jet got to the top, he's on the lure by two lengths, on Zipping Orlando railing through Simply Limelight to the bend, it's still Screaming Jet the leader from Zipping Orlando, Simply Limelight railing up, Screaming Jet in the straight getting tired, Zipping Orlando coming at him, photo, Zipping Orlando dived on the outside and might have arrived right where it counts and nailed Screaming Jet behind them simply limelight in a cracking first heat 
Where do you go for all the biggest and best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue? Totally Workwear Rydal Me. With winter here, now is the time to get in store and check out the massive range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydal Me, 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. A dominant win by more than four lengths in the Canterbury Stakes on debut. Best of Bordeaux. Wow, what a performance. Won the silver slipper in a faster time than golden slipper winners Piero, Farnan, She Will Reign and Mosfan. Best of Bordeaux, three lengths clear. Best of Bordeaux does it again. The highest rated two-year-old cult of his generation. Best of Bordeaux, he's really strong at the end. Winner of the Roman Consul Stakes at three, just like Fastnet Rock, Exceed and Excel and Russian Revolution. Best of Bordeaux, available for inspection at Coolmore. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. She's a pearl, she nailed the start. Straight to the lead, and she's two links in front going through the first corner. Photo man to second. Good odds cash into some trouble and Coast Model getting up on the rails. They're followed then by Richard Honor. Next came my Rinker Riley Doonan. Good odds cash. And last is Zempedes. But it is She's a Pearl in full flight at the home turn. She led it by six on Coast Model. Richard Honor getting up on the inside. But this is greatness from a champion. She's a Pearl wins the Tab Million Dollar Chase. Beats Coast Model. And that was Richard She's a Pearl winning one of her biggest races, the Million Dollar Chase, last Last year in DAF, uh, we heard the news last week that the champion has been retired. She's run her last race and she's now headed to the breeding barn. And um, just listening back to that replay, it just gives you tingles, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a great call. Uh, there was been so many great calls of her wins. And I had a look back through her record and we heard that 39 times she won. 39 wins, 13 placings from 64 starts. And a staggering $1.77 million. So, yes, she won the, the Tab Million Dollar Chase. Obviously, a million dollars to the winner there. But to still win nearly 800000 aside from that, it's a staggering amount of money, Cat. Yeah, she was an absolute superstar. And joining us now to reflect on her career is trainer Andy Lord. Good morning to you, Andy. How are you, Cat? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, no doubt, a little bit of mixed emotions. Obviously, one door closes, another door opens. Um, it's always a shame to see them retire, but you'd be very excited about the next chapter for Pearl. Yeah, we are. And, I mean, she deserves retirement. I mean, we all know they can't go around forever. And just to, just to retire safe, you know, without, you know, any bad injuries. A lot of dogs retire. You know, they might have to retire, but she retired uninjured. And she goes up this week to be served at Fernando Bale. So, now we're excited about that. And, Andy, as far as the sport is concerned, she was really a, a once-in-a-lifetime greyhound. You know, down through the years, we've seen these champions come and they just get, uh, well, they get huge accolades off, off the locals and the public. But I guess you'd have first-hand knowledge and an understanding of how popular she was Obviously in New South Wales, but outside of New South Wales, you only had to say the word she's a pearl and greyhound followers, and not even greyhound followers, racing followers in general, knew who you were talking about. Yeah, you know, and that's all over the world too. I mean, we got emails from Pakistan and <laughs> we got emails from everywhere. And, um, you know, even our local pub, you know, they bought a photo over and put her up and claimed her as their own. And, um, yeah, that's great. You know, she just... You know, she was exciting. I think at the time, you know, with 
with, with COVID and everything else, it's probably in the grain industry. We needed a Caesar Pearl, you know. And of course, she was purchased by yourselves and Punners HQ and an almighty ride she took you guys on. But just talk us through as well that association with Joe and Craig and, and the crew that they got together because it really, I suppose, would have made it for you as well to share that with uh, some very close clients and friends. Yeah, and there was a, there was a lot of people involved and, you know, obviously... Um, I got to meet a lot of them on me and the Chase night, but Joe and Craig, you know, look, I've, I've seen a lot of people syndicate dogs and, you know, I think they were doing the best and but I don't think anyone will ever repeat the way they syndicated dogs because they look for specific dogs and put, them, put the people in them a week before, two weeks before they were due to race. It was sort of instant success for them and, you know, as you know, with, with horses, you can wait ten times as long as a dog, but um, just the way they they set it up and how they did it, it just worked. You know, it was it, all, all the owners sort of, you know, within a week of owning a dog, they've won a race. You know, generally, you know, I had them set to win the maiden or whatever big race they were in, like uh, one hot bandit in the big maiden and um, bandit Ned and them type of dogs, you know. And, you know, they've just done such a good job. And it, um, I don't know if anyone can repeat that, you know. Andy, you've been in Greyhounds a long, long time and, and, you know, you've had some champions down through the years that have come into the kennel and and with her, she's a pearl. When you got her, I mean, um, she was obviously purchased for a healthy amount and she had the form on the ball beforehand, but how long did it take you to think, wow, I've got something special on my hands here? Nah, when we bought her, look, how that come about was simply he just can't, he, he come over and dropped a bit of meat off to me, and I I get bored, you know. Like when I get bored, I usually buy a dog. Yeah. And I thought I'll test him out, and I said, "Do you want to sell she's a pearl?" But I had no sort of, you know, I, I thought she was a smart bitch. I like dogs with pace. And he goes, "Oh, how much?" I, and I threw a figure at him, and which was obviously half of what I was going to pay. Mm. And he said, "No, I'd rather keep her for breeding." I said. Well, how about I double it and pay you right now? He said, I'll have to take it. Wow. So that's how it come about. And I hadn't even approached Joe and told him that I'd bought one. So then I rang Joe and said, look, I just bought us a dog. And that was She's a Pearl. But she sort of crept up on us. And um, her first start, she cut a foot and we got beat. And we weren't expecting anything big. And we didn't really know a lot about her. And was that, that in the heat of the futurity? Winning on one thirteen in a row. And yeah, the rest was history. Was that in the heat of the futurity? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. She was beaten there and then didn't stop winning after that. Yeah. And that record we just touched on a million dollar chase, an Easter egg, a pause of thunder, two tomorrow cups, a ladies bracelet. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting something else. Third in a, a phoenix as well down brother in Melbourne. Fox. A brother fox. There you go. Um, Andy, what was your highlight for Pearl? Golden Easter egg. So when you wanted to win. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, as I've said before, it's just a race that, look, the million dollar chase hasn't been around forever like the Golden Easter Egg, and it was always the race that you wanted, you know, for for anyone that was sort of local New South Wales, you know, obviously the Melbourne Cup, you, you look at that and you don't love to win a Melbourne Cup, but the Easter Egg was mm. where I watched all the champions come and go, you know, and that was a race that I wanted to win, and but look, any big race is a good race to win, don't worry. 
And when we had you on a few months ago, you did say that uh, when the time came that she'd be served by Fernando Bale, and that's going to happen. I guess the obvious question, Andy, is what happens after that? Um, do you do you have her all of the way through? You, you rear the pups, etc. And obviously, depending on how many there are, likely to sell any. Yeah, look, we're, we're probably depending on how many there is, and that we probably will sell them. And um, the money's just too good, you know, not to sell them, but. I believe she'll be just as good a brood bitch as she was a race bitch. And look, nowadays she was like a race. She had 60-odd starts. You know, she only ever went in big races and she never got trialled. So, but just her temperament, I know what it takes to get a good brood bitch and um, I'm really confident she'll be a good brood bitch. So, you know, it's um, just one of them things now that we've, we probably will sell a few and keep a few. And I mean, at the moment, I've got dogs like, you know, eventually retire and punters band, good odd jammer and them type of bitches and going to have to sell a few to breed from them all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I did read last week an article as well that said that you've never had a greyhound that's lived inside the house, but you think you're going to make an exception for her. Well, we are. And there's two reasons for that. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get another She's a Pearl, but... If I do, well, I've won the lottery twice. Um, it, sorry. People do win the lottery funny ways. But, yeah, no, I, I, that's one reason. And the other reason is, the, you know, the kids have moved out now. So, you know, it's just me and Jodie in the house. And, but as I said, we've never had a dog in there. But she's so clean and quiet, I think we'll give it a go and see what happens, you know. And just on good odds, Emma, I've got a little share in her and... and... She might be on the comeback trail. She is. She's back. She is back. That's good. She is back. She. Um, I'm just waiting to do a clearance trial of this, you know, six monthly trial this week, and she's actually going probably a bit better than what she was before. So, well, that's pretty good news. Yeah. Now, exciting news for you, Doc. Well, it is. Yeah, I was fortunate enough. As as Andy just touched on there, and that's the beauty of this syndicate. Um, you know, I bought into her only for very, very, very small share. Um, a few days before she won that Group 1 Dapto Megastar last year. But, uh, you know, it was a pretty well syndicate, that one. So that was uh, that was good news for me. It's good news that yeah, she's coming back soon. Yeah, a lot of syndicates too. I mean, they're actually making a profit, which is it's hard of to course. do in a syndicate. Mm. Well, and I think the, the recipe for making the, a profit is, one, there's no ongoing cost. They pay a fee, which is their share, I don't know, 1%, 3%, whatever it is of the dog's value, and that is all they pay for the rest of their life. And most yeah. of these dogs are potentially group dogs. So, you know, we haven't had many that haven't won a group race or, or a decent race. So that virtually gets their money back, and that's profit after that. And I don't think they're in a... At the end of the day, if they make a profit, that's a bonus. I don't think they're in for that. But it's just fun, you know. You're right. But uh, the thing about me is when she ran in that final adapto last year, and as I said, I was only in, a, in her ownership for less than a week... I reckon 20 or 30 of uh, my family members alone backed her in that final. And when she won, and I, I uh, bought a photo of it, um, red and photos, I think. It's a magnificent photo for, I don't know, two or $300 or something like that. It, it's sort of ongoing. It, it produces new money into the industry, and that's what we're looking for all of the time. It does. It helps. It's, it's syndication, syndication is a massive thing for our industry. Like, you think about it. A hundred, usually, you know, if you syndicate a dog and it's fairly expensive, well, 
There's a hundred people come into that dog. That's a hundred people through the gate, a hundred right. people buying dinner, a hundred people having a bet. You know, you times that by so many and it does pick things up a lot. But, you know, I mean, the syndication needs to be made it just a little bit easier to get into. It's a little bit hard at the moment with the new rules and I think they're trying to tweak them, but they do need to be tweaked a bit to, to make it a little bit easy. Now, before we, I was going to say, before we let you go, um, you've got a big night Thursday night as well in both the uh, NSW Sprint and uh, Distance Final. You've got two in the Sprint Screaming Jet. Looks pretty well drawn in box two and, and one of the roughies we don't share in three. Yeah, well, he should never be a roughie. He's probably one of the most consistent, honest dogs going around in training at the moment, especially in the city. Um, that breed tends to throw a bit of... Uh, dogs like that, Punish Bandit and even the previously like Tiger Jack and they're always in the money, you know, and he's a dog that, that if if there is any trouble, well, he'll be there, you know, he can only run a certain time, 29-7, which is nothing to sneeze at, but he chases from the start to the finish. Um, Screaming Jet's a different kettle of fish. I think there's a group race win in him and he's just slowly and slowly improved all the time and you know, he's, he sort of started off around 30 seconds and got down to 29.50 and I think there's a little bit more in him and I do like him on... It's a it's a really good field, but I think mm. the way they're boxed, he's got to be in the first two at the first corner. And you've Maybe also, hard to beat. And you've also got three in the distance race on Thursday night, punters Bandit, Corball Magic and Bandit Jane. Yeah, well, obviously Palawa King... Needs to bring his form to Wetworth Park. I mean, he's going terrific in Melbourne. You couldn't, you know, you'd be very happy the way he's going in Melbourne. He hasn't produced that over the 500 he has, but not over the 700. And I think Punners Bandit and Bandit Jane will be out in front. And Corborn Magic's been very, very disappointing the last few months. And we've just been trying to work out what what is wrong with him. And we think we got to the bottom of it now. I mean, he broke the track record in a trial last Tuesday at Goulburn. And um, we're hoping to see a big improvement from that dog. Well, Andy, no doubt it was a sad day for the kennel last week when uh, she was retired. She's a pearl. I know it was a sad day for racing enthusiasts, but uh, hopefully in around about two years' time we'll be on talking about the She's a Pearl pups. Well, I think 100% we will. All right. All right, Andy. Good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, pe- we'll pencil you in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. Thanks Sorry for your time this morning. Eighteen bucks. All right. Thanks for your time and uh, look good. Uh, good luck on Thursday night. We'll see how you go and hopefully you're off to Victoria for those finals. Thank you. There he was, Andy Lord, uh, trainer of She's a Pearl and numerous other greyhounds. Cap. Yeah, and no, I was just, just touched on it. A sad day for racing last week. Saying goodbye to her, but what uh, amazing legacy she's left on the track and plenty of memories. And uh, yeah, she's uh, she's going to be one of the greatest that we've uh, seen here in New South Wales. Uh, Definitely in the last decade. Most certainly. All right, it's time for a short break. Then we're going to catch up with Jason Magri. Are you a better, better than your Betsies? With Bet's friends on the Tab app, you can share your bet and your friends can copy your bet. It's everyone's best bet yet. Share and copy your bets with Bet's friends on the Tab app today. Tab, we're on. Not available to SA account holders. Available on the Tab app. T's and C's apply. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Make your home cosy this winter with Accent Blinds. With an extensive range and unbeatable prices, you can restyle your home and stay warm all season long. Visit accentblinds.com.au. Sydney Art and Lights of Black Out, Reserve Road and Dixon Avenue. Also, Bass Hill, Lights of Flashing Amber, Hume Highway and Chester Hill Road. And between Brisbane and the Gold Coast, the M1 looking good in both directions. You can't do much about road clutter, but you can tidy up your life with a customised storage plan from Storage King. Visit storageking.com.au today. The kings of storage, moving and more. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Straight track championship off and racing. Speedy fine, got away quickly, cut straight to the inside. The lead over slingshot, rusty monkey. Paul working up Oscar Moses, Griffily Shield and Aston Ulysses. Gee, they're compact here, getting decked there, speeding fine. Oscar Moses reached the lead from slingshot, rusty Aston Ulysses lace, but Oscar Moses drew clear and got in over Aston Ulysses, which got through the pack to run second. Third home in the event is tied out. Why, monkey Paul? That was Oscar Moses. Moses winning his heat of the straight track championship. I'll spit it out eventually. These finals, Daff, these heats and finals, they get me every year. The straight track, the New <laughs> South Wales sprint championship. I yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. But joining us now to chat about his dog's chances in the final is Jason Magri. Good morning to you, Jace. Yeah, good morning, Kat. Jared, how are you? Very well, thank you. Let's uh, let's talk about that heat performance there the other day, 17.54. He really loves the straight track at Richmond, doesn't he? Yeah, he goes nice up there. Yeah. Um, it was a good win because he had to come from behind and there was a bit of hustle and bustle there, but uh, he went nice. Yeah, he ran good time, when you, or particularly when you care to, uh, compare it to Shellnot, which ran 17.14. He's a huge dog, Jace, 37 kilos. Yeah, he is. He's a big lump of a fella, but... Yeah, but he can move move along in a straight line. So it was a race we had planned with him. We got him back in time for it. So, um, yeah, no, it's good. Now, he's run 17-20-odd up Richmond Strait. Obviously, he's going to come up against a massive challenge this week in Shalnot, who's won, uh, I think, 15 or 16 in a row there at Richmond. Um, what are you making of his chances heading into the final? Oh, well, Shalnot's going to be very hard to beat, as you know. Probably the best. Straight dog we've got at New South Wales, probably in Australia at the moment. So he's going to have to do everything right. He's probably going to have to know to start and run a 17, 2 or 3 to beat him. If not, we'll be running for minor placings. He's, uh, well, he's a tick over three years old, Jason, is, is he, and only had the 22 starts. Has he had issues? Um, yeah, I got him. He had um, a lot of wrist issues. Um, so they sent him to me because I use um, the rotary walker and and do less less running with him, and um, yeah, and since we've taken over with him, he's held up pretty good. So that's what he keeps going now. And you've got a big day coming up. You've got two in at uh, Bulleye tonight, zipping carry and uh, inside dart. What do you make of their chances? Um, yeah, they, they both should go all right. They're coming along nice. So no world leaders, but um, 
they're in nice races today. They can we can all be competitive in. And just getting back to Oscar Moses, you mentioned the wrist issues that he's had, and obviously his size. Um, he's he's been around Bullwai. He ran twenty six odd just to tick over twenty six a few starts ago. Will you confine him, confine him now to the straights and those horseshoe tracks? Um, well, that's what we've been doing with him. He, he's been around when he once or twice, and every time I've gone to go back there, something's happened. So um, we'll just keep him on the horseshoe track for now. I'll give him another look around when, if he holds up, we'll, we'll, we'll proceed to there. But I think there's slim chances to get him around there at the moment. Well, I think they've rescheduled Duff. Um, I believe the Maitland Cup's on at the end of this year. So, you know, we're, good race for yeah, we're already in August. So I suppose, Jace, a race like that would have to be on the horizon too if he was to hold together. Yeah, yeah it would be. Just got to probably find another 10 for two to match against the real good ones up there. So, but we'll give him a go at it. So it's no harm giving him a shot. You never know what can happen. If he's done good. We don't have the draw yet for the final, or I haven't seen the draw anyway. Um, if he was to make his way through to that national final at Heelsville, will you have an opportunity to go down and trial him there? We, we saw Shell not beaten there at his only run. Uh, I, I guess you'd want to go up the straight. Um, yeah, I'd like to give him a trial there. I think we've got a week, a fortnight in between okay. the final. So if he gets through, I can always send him down or drive down and give him a look up as Hillsville. I think it's a track you do need to look at too. Now, you've got a few handy ones in the kennel at the moment, Jason. One that I wanted to touch on quickly is Zipping Smudge. He's won four from four. He's yep. uh, Zipping Garth, Zipping Lena. Uh, talk us through that fella. Yeah, you know, nice big dog. Um, he's, going, he's going nice. He's ticking all the boxes at the moment. So just hope he can keep going and we'll, we'll head towards winning, probably for the Young Star Classic with him. Million dollar chase night there. Okay, yeah, he's run quick times, hasn't he? Uh, as Kat said, well, the first three were over the 400 at uh, at Richmond and then he ran 29.80 there. Uh, last day over the 5.20, so he's obviously got a stack of ability. Yeah, he has. And uh, even his last start at Richmond, he he blew the start real bad and he had to work pretty hard to get around him. And he found the line all right and still broke the 30, which is good. So I expect him next time they go to run a 50 or 60 on the clock if he does everything right. And another one that you've got in the kennels that's got a stack of ability, Zipping Oste, goes around in a 600 later this week. Oh, has he got to run a Richmond? Yeah, he does, box three. He's just you're on the board there, Kath. You never know. Yeah, stack of ability. She's probably got one in it. Yeah, stack of ability, but um, got a mind of his own, good old Oste. Um, he's a heartbreaker. So on his night, he can do anything if he logs on the air, but yeah, he always gets them with Oste. Well, he gets right. his chance on. Uh, I'll tell you, he gets his chance on Friday because it looks like he's uh, he's drawn to probably drawn to lead that one. All right, that's good. You should be me form analysis from now on, Kath. I'll do my best. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Jason. The kennel going really well, and we never even touched on Zipping Novak, which is uh, the second reserve in the national sprint final Thursday night. You'll need a bit to go your way to get a run, but he's racing well as well. Yeah, he is. I, 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 his run on Saturday was real good. I thought he was a bit stiff. He, he was making a run down the back and the red shifted on him and clipped him. He lost all his momentum. and He only got back two and a half lengths, I think, overall. He probably would have run second or third, maybe even nearly got the lead. He's going real good to dog. He just, he's got to start coming out again and start doing the right things. But there'll be a win soon enough for him, I reckon. 
All right, Jason, uh, terrific that we could catch up with you. The kennel's on fire, no doubt. Uh, we'll be speaking to you again soon, but good luck at Richmond in that final on Saturday with Oscar Moses. Yep. No worries. Thanks a lot, Pete. Thank you. Jason Magri, Oscar Moses uh, in the National or the uh, New South Wales National Straight Track Championship on Told Saturday, you, it's a Cat. Tricky one, Duff. Those names—they're yeah. tricky. They're tricky. Yeah. yeah but... As soon as you said that, I knew <laughs> I'd lose it when I had a crack at it. Uh, yeah. Before we before we finish this, I just want to talk about uh, quickly talk about one that you produced again last night, Nanga Jim, at Maitland ran the hands off the clock. What's the what's the future hold for him? Yeah, no, he's a, a very nice young pup. We're um, very excited by him. Um, yeah, obviously comes straight from uh, Dennis Barnes, who's done an amazing job with him. He, he's when Dennis um, gave him to us at Gosford when we did the handover. He said, you know, this dog's got a lot of ability. So, no well, surprise. You got that right. Yeah, no, definitely no surprise as to what he's done so far. And yeah, just happy to take him along slowly. I think there's a fifth grade series on there at Maitland next week, so that's uh, that's where he's headed. And then look at stepping him up over the 450. Just, uh, yeah, it's nice to have a fast one in the kennel. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, that's going greyhounds for another week. Kat, thank you for your help. And just, again, reiterating what we're doing Thursday night. There'll be a full coverage on Sky Channel for all of those state finals. Absolutely. Liam Mulry is in the chair anchoring it, and we've got hosts in all states running the qualifiers this week. You are up at Albion Park. We've got Simon Orchid in New South Wales at Wentworth Park. Jason Adams on track. Uh, down at the Meadows, we've got uh, Lachlan Stace at Angle Park and we've got Brennan Ryan down at uh, Launceston. As I said, it's going to be a frantic hour and a half or so uh, on Thursday night. Looking forward to catching up with you again next Tuesday when we can go through the respective finals and we'll have those markets up for the finals. So thank you for your time this morning, Kat. Uh, hopefully we've been able to find the listeners a winner and we'll do it all again next Tuesday.